0: it's great to have you here with us on the clark howard show you know our mission is to serve you to empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life in this episode i'm going to talk about one of my favorite subjects food first have you experienced something that i have several times now and it's, there's stories written about this. When you sit down, you're given a time limit on how long you can occupy the table. And later, Amazon has really had trouble getting out of the gate in groceries. But there's a new Amazon playbook coming forward that should make it easier for you if you're an Amazon loyalist an Amazon Prime member to use them for groceries. And I'm going to tell you how that's going to work. So this is a thing. There are now published reports about it. I read a USA Today story just recently, and I'm like, wow, this is not just a freak show. This has happened to me three different times in the last couple of months. You go to a sit-down restaurant, and you're told you can occupy the table to X time because of later reservations. I mean, it's funny because there are situations where the restaurant may be short-staffed and it's taking a while to be able to order and you're not lollygagging at the table. And then the host hostess comes over and says, "Uh, you know, it's time for you to go. In the USA Today story, there was a person kicked out of a table when the restaurant was slow and they hadn't even been served their entree yet and they were told they had to leave. I mean, this is crazy. Restaurant business is tough. And yes, there are people who linger at a table who feel like once they have possession of a table, it's theirs. But this new tactic of restaurants saying, this is your table to occupy for only these number of minutes, particularly when you're spending significant hard-earned money eating at that restaurant it's aggravating to me and I do not linger at a table let me tell you I eat my food and I'm done so I don't know if this has happened to you yet maybe I'm eating at the wrong places but it is a thing it is a trend and it is also really hard you think about the job of being the host or hostess and you have people standing in front of you who've got a reservation at seven o'clock let's say and they're tapping their foot because they made that reservation they expect to be able to sit at a table and they don't have tables cleared yet and that person that couple whatever they can't sit at their table this is a tough conundrum has this happened to you yet Krista? it has not happened to me
1: But I know my daughter worked, one of her jobs last year was a hostess at a restaurant. And she was saying that they had to allow for at least an hour and a half with reservations. So they didn't put a limit on it. But a lot of times the table would sit empty then for a half hour before the next reservation. Because some people would eat really quickly. So it's probably a way of managing, I assume, like the tables and making the most money that you can, right? Like making sure no tables unoccupied.
0: Do you remember when we took our staff trip to Japan, the restaurants that you pay by minute Mm -hmm. that you occupy a table?
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. In Europe, sometimes like you feel like- People sit four hours. Yeah,
0: you just have to (laughs) beg for your check. I remember going in Tokyo to watch at one of these pay-by-the-minute restaurants. People would sit down, there was a timer. And so every minute you're there, (laughs) the timer didn't start till the person came and took your order. And they'd come, they'd take your order, they'd hit the timer. Noodle parlors were what these were at. And the food would come really quick. And you'd watch people eat so fast, (laughs) it was hard to believe. And, you know, they'd pick up the bowl and you'd be... (laughs) It's
1: crazy. And it seems unhealthy. (laughs) I'd be stressed out. I would rather just eat at home. That's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, if I could manage... To get a lower price by consuming my entire meal <gasps> in course. fifty-seven seconds. Oh my gosh! I would hit the timer, jump up, <laughs> pay for my meal, and be out the door. Oh my gosh! You're so not... no, but I don't know what the what the right way is for restaurants to handle this. It's very awkward right now. Telling you, um, gosh, last time this happened to Lane and I. Uh, she and I were at uh, sitting down and the hostess said, um, you can only be at this table till whatever time mm-hmm. and it was like, wow. Well, thank you so much for letting us occupy the table for this time. <laughs> it's just, it's not graceful at all. I'd love to hear feedback from some restaurant mm-hmm. owners and particularly if you just hate the whole tone of how I just said this, please go to clark.com slash Stinks. And I'd love to have your feedback, your reactions to this issue.
1: This is from Todd in West Virginia. I'm a new listener. I'm 28 years old and I have around $8,000 in investments, but I don't have an IRA or anything of the like. I have about $22,000 in cash between three places. One is a cash investment account getting around percent Ooh! do i need to start an ira or buy some cds or do you have a recommendation on improvements i can do with the cash value to make it grow i always worry about investing and losing money i only make around thirty thousand dollars a year and i can't afford to lose my money
0: all right so first of all 28 you're making a modest salary and you still manage to save Uh, basically one year's pay. It's incredible. That's fantastic. You should be really proud of yourself with that. What I would like to encourage you to do is to set up a Roth IRA with automatic deposits going into it each month. And don't worry about the ups and downs of the market. I'd like you invested in a target retirement fund, 28 years old. Let's say 2065 maybe is the right target fund for you uh, year 2065. And then the investments automatically are managed as you age to become steadily more conservative. but 40 years approximately from retirement at this point don't worry the ups and downs of the market because long term that's the good play And in the early years the target retirement fund may be 90% allocated to a variety of stock funds. So you're allowed to put $6,500 a year into a Roth IRA. I don't know how much you can devote. Let's say it's $100 a month as a starting point. If you could do that, you could do that with Fidelity Investments, with Vanguard. Those would be my two favorites for you to go to to set up a Roth IRA and to deposit to it automatically monthly. With the money you have, And just savings, earning three quarters of a percent at a time that savings accounts are paying as much as 5%, typically 4.5%. You're working too hard for your money to have it not working harder for you. I've got a list at clark.com of the best places right now to get the highest interest rate on FDIC insured savings accounts. And I'd like you to look at that list and get that money working for you.
1: Barbara in Oregon says, I'm going to be traveling to Greece this year. I'm considering getting an eSIM for Greece for my phone. Can you tell me how they work? Can I switch back and forth between my regular phone number and the foreign eSIM phone number?
0: Sure. So it depends on your phone. Usually it's pretty easy. A lot of phones now will take a physical SIM or two and an eSIM or two. And people who travel internationally routinely, use multiple SIMs in their phones, and I know some of the Androids will carry as many as four different SIMs in them, both virtual and physical. The idea is that depending on where people are going, they just switch to whatever is the cheapest service. I've got a simple guide at clark.com that explains to you how to use eSIMs, so I won't go into all the technical aspects of using an eSIM.
1: We'll link it in the
0: episode notes. So, the how to is pretty easy and it is great to be able to to switch back and forth depending on what you need when you travel outside the united states it's great whether you have iphone or android if you're iphone of course you have the ability to use facetime but you never know what system people are going to be on so you can use like whatsapp or viber or something like that and you can do talking and video calls and all that, regardless of whatever platform people are on, for free on the backbone of the data network, where if you use a US-based SIM or even you use a foreign SIM, you may have very expensive costs for doing a traditional voice call on the phone. And that's why the calling and video apps are such a superior way to communicate overseas, whether you're using a Verizon AT&T or T-Mobile chip overseas or better if you're there for a while doing just what we heard right here from Barbara is having a local SIM to be able to use when you're in a foreign country.
1: This one's from Megan in Wisconsin. Have you heard of the First Reads program through Amazon Prime? Each month seven to eight new eBooks are pre-released a month prior to their formal release date. And they are usually from newer authors and a good mix of genres. They are usually $5 per book, but Prime members get one free per month. And a couple of times per year, they let you get two for free. This has been a fun and free way to build up my Kindle library.
0: So I'm not familiar with this at all. And I know you're doing a lot to be able to read eBooks for free. Yeah,
1: and I did not know about this. So thank you, Megan. What I've been doing is using, finally, the Libby app which is so much easier than it was back in the day when I first looked at it. It's seamless. You, you borrow a book from the library on their app. I took my library card, entered it into their app and registered. It was super easy. And then I borrowed, I've taken two books out already in the last week and I've read them. It automatically opens up your Amazon and puts them right into your Kindle library and you just download it. It's just like so much easier than I ever imagined.
0: And you read about 40 books a week, right? No, no. You used to. It seemed like you used to I love to to read.
1: read. I do love to read. And so this has been nice because I am definitely, I was spending a lot of money on books. So I'm now spending nothing.
0: You know, there are still traditionalists who prefer reading a physical book. You're just as comfortable reading on your device as you would be in a paper book. Yeah, if it's a
1: harder book, like for me, like a a book that's like a nonfiction book that maybe has a lot of like science or things that I, then a physical book is better for me just the way my brain works and just be able to go back and look. I'm not great with the Kindle with that kind of thing, but like a nonfiction book it's, I love my Kindle.
0: I read endless newspapers, magazines, financial publications, trade publications. And I used to be a paper guy. Like I had to have the physical paper. No, this is weird. I used to have five newspapers dropped at my curb every morning. And I have made the digital transition and it's so much easier once I adapted to read digitally than to read the actual print editions. And so, and think how many trees I'm saving (laughs) so we can use them to build houses because we need a lot of housing. Coming up ahead though, more about Amazon. I want to tell you, Amazon and groceries has been the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So now Amazon is tearing up the old playbook. They have a new one. I want to fill you in if you're loyal to Amazon, Amazon Prime Shopper, how their new grocery system rolling out is going to be much more beneficial to you. Amazon has been through a tough midlife crisis recently and now seems to be emerging from it. Uh, Their profits have really resumed quite nicely and the big profit engine of Amazon is something that most people aren't aware of. It's AWS, Amazon World Services, which is a cloud data storage operator. I think they're the biggest in the world at this point and that's really what has been the money that's carried along The Amazon retail operation that most of us are familiar with is Amazon's retail operation has been having a lot of hiccups, but they seem to be working through those, and that is now giving them the ability to focus attention and money on their long-suffering, disastrous grocery operation. When Amazon bought Whole Foods like, like six, seven years ago, there was a huge effect in the stock market on other grocery providers because there was just an assumption on Wall Street that Amazon would just march in and destroy everybody else in groceries. Instead, Amazon has just had a pile of red ink ever since. They have been a disaster in the grocery business. I thought they were maybe going to get out of it and they've now decided to fix it. And the fixing it, will be to your advantage if you're an Amazon Prime member. First, to let you know what's happened, I saw a chart in uh, Bloomberg. Walmart now is selling, they're bumping up close to one out of every four grocery dollars in the United States. Walmart is gigantic in groceries and has been able to successfully execute it. And, They've been so successful with Walmart Plus that looked like a lot of analysts thought Walmart Plus was never going to work. Amazon was way too far ahead, way too many years. And it's only intensified Walmart's success with groceries and then with general merchandise because now they have the customers who shopped at Walmart and they're attracting people who would never walk into a Walmart but are happy to buy from them at their lower prices with the app and with walmart plus so walmart has really hurt everybody else in groceries kroger which uses like 25 different names across the united states is now down to nine percent market share in the u.s they're the big dog of traditional grocers and they cannot compete with walmart Costco, now 6% of groceries in the United States. The third largest grocer in the United States is Costco. Where's Amazon? 4% of groceries. Pitiful, pitiful with all the billions they've thrown into it. So their new strategy is to make it seamless for you as a customer. Because right now, they have groceries that are sold by Amazon.com. Then they have groceries sold by Amazon Fresh. Then they have groceries sold by Whole Foods. You as a customer, you don't care what's happening behind the scenes. I mean, think about when you order a product from Amazon and there's so much complexity to getting that product to you, but somehow they get it done most of the time right when they say they will and it shows up. That's what they're doing with groceries. You're going to be able to go to Amazon. I'm trying to remember if they're calling it food or groceries. You're going to be able to go there. And whether they fulfill it from .com, from Amazon Fresh, or Whole Foods, not your problem. It's just going to show up as a grocery order to you. The effect of that is going to be significant for people who love convenience and love ordering from Amazon, and it's the first potentially workable strategy they've had at Amazon in groceries. So this is not, as one of the Amazon people said when they were interviewed by Bloomberg, we're serious about grocery. And uh, (laughs) which till this point, they've just been buffoons in groceries. And so they are going to have delivery fees that will be variable depending on what makes up your cart. And that's going to be confusing for people, but I'm expecting that the overall grocery bill will potentially be cheaper from Amazon, even with the mix of the ultra expensive whole paycheck items that'll be from Whole Foods behind the curtain, that because it won't be third party, that Amazon may actually be extremely price competitive with the third party apps like Instacart and Shipped, but This is a rollout. It's not like you can go to Amazon. Like I went to Amazon to see if I could put together the new modern basket, and I could not yet. I'm sure that Amazon will publicize it to you when it's available in your area. Krista, think about this. You have one reserved space at your home (laughs) for the Amazon delivery truck. Now you might have to have two. One for regular merchandise and the second one, for groceries. Have you ever tried doing the grocery ordering thing from Amazon? I've ordered a few times, yeah. Are you finding it complicated whether with yeah, the it three? Is,
1: it is kinda weird. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying this and seeing how it works.
0: Well, I'm sticking with Walmart Plus.
1: Okay. I'll Cheapest test prices. it. Cheapest prices. This question's from Sabrina in Florida. A stray cat bit me, so I went to the ER for a rabies vaccine. Oh, no. I know. I received one rabies shot. When the ER bill came back for my visit and the one rabies shot, my jaw dropped. $25,000 before insurance. $4,500 after. There was a mistake. The itemized bill shows I was charged for eight total shots instead of just the one I received. I've been calling the billing department of the hospital's risk management number for months to try to resolve the bill with no luck. Where can I go next? I'm afraid the bill will go to collections. Help.
0: So Sabrina, first of all, even if it was eight rabies shots, the hospital is out of its mind charging you $25,000, $25,000. I mean, what is the shot? Is it given to you in a gold disposable syringe? The hospitals are just out of control. So a couple of things here. One, local television stations where you are love stories like this. Can you imagine, I don't know where you are in Florida, but can you imagine a local TV reporter being able to, uh, their bite is going to be worse than rabies <laughs> for the hospital publicity-wise when when they are able to say a $25,000 bill for one shot at a hospital. You got to see details at five. Seriously. yeah. I mean, man, what a story. So that's one way you can do. The second thing you can do if you don't want to be on TV, is you can call the hospital... Hospital systems either have a patient advocate or they have a hospital social worker. We found repeatedly, and we keep getting feedback from, from people who've had problems with hospital billing departments, that when you get to the hospital patient advocate or the hospital social worker, that a problem that you've tried to resolve month after month after month gets solved just like that. And this is obviously inexcusable that the hospital would make a terrible billing error and then no one no one will respond it stinks to high heaven and it's really crazy I it's, it's it. crazy yeah it? i mean i just i would love you know i'm, I'm a tv reporter one of the things i do I would just love to go there with the camera and the mic and say, could you explain how a shot is $25,000 a shot? What shot would be $25,000?
1: One that makes you live forever. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) it would have to be. I don't know. Isn't
0: there some guy who spent like a hundred million dollars trying to live forever or something? Maybe Some really rich guy has been doing. I forget what that's about, but I want to hear back, Sabrina, what you end up doing. And what solves the problem? If you still run into a brick wall, we need to know that too to come up with alternative suggestions. And we are all in the wrong business. Come to my place and I will give you that shot for $25,000. Crazy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Like you said, divide
1: that by eight. It's still like ridiculous. Yeah. It's
0: $3,000 a shot plus.
1: Bonnie in New Mexico says, this is it a good idea to donate your body to science?
0: Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. It's something that I have long uh, signed up to be an organ donor. I'm willing to have my body go to wherever and whoever it can help. Um, when I've said that before, We've had objections from people who, for religious reasons, think that it's a sin to do so, and I respect everybody's religious beliefs. I just want you to know that for me, it's something that I would love to be able to be the gift of life to someone else. And whether my body can be of use to science or medicine, or whether my organs can provide a new lease on life to other people. It's something that I believe in intensely. I think my driver's license may have organ donor on it. Does it? Yes. See right on the bottom there. Mine too. Because if you're in a um, fatal situation, people aren't going to know that right away. So having it on the license gives the heads up so that uh, in fact, that will hopefully my wishes and desires will be followed. My late father, when he died, donated his body to science. And I make light of this, but the great thing is then you have no funeral costs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Enough said.
1: Daniel in Georgia says, how can I get a free credit report?
0: Daniel, give me a hard question. (laughs) There are so many ways to get a legitimate free credit report. And then there are a lot of scammers out there. One thing never to do, Google free credit report. So true. Bing, free credit report. Any search engine, free credit report. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Because uh, you'll have scamsters, you'll have the three major credit bureaus trying to cheat you with uh, nothing that's free, just awful, hideous, ugly subscription plans from Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. Don't fall for any of their games, gimmicks, or ripoffs at the three major credit bureaus. What you do instead, there is a federally authorized site, annualcreditreport.com. You are entitled to a free credit report from each bureau. Now, in something that I think is uh, ethically suspect, the three major credit bureaus are allowed to try to con you at the federally authorized site and try to sell you junk and crummy subscriptions. Say no to everything. Just get your free credit report. You also can sign up at creditkarma.com and you get free access to two of your three credit scores every day for free. You can get free credit monitoring and you can see your full credit report for free. With Credit Karma, what are they getting out of it? What they're getting is they know about you and they can market to you for new credit card offers, lines of credit, auto loans, new auto insurance, whatever. Um, That's the business they're in. They trade all this information to you for free in return for having an opportunity to try to sell you things. In my opinion, it's worth it. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, we're here to serve you around the clock at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. And if you would like to have one-on-one advice, information, and guidance, we offer that for free as we have since 1993. where You can get free one-on-one advice from the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. You can see how to get the advice to contact and what hours at clark.com slash cac have a great day